When he knocks, then you must open. Yes, Never yet been told. Right. And that is true. 
You read the scripture though, it's not a complete mystery. God has revealed enough. And by faith we can see more. When we get there, the veil will be taken away. That dark glass that we look through into eternity will be removed. The Bible says we will know as we are known. Yes, yes, <laughs> I'm glad one day we're going to see clear. Amen? And and don't have to wonder. Faith will be ended. Don't need faith then because we'll be there. We'll see it. Amen? Now we look through the eyes of faith. Don't let me confuse you. No. Progress of heaven. <clears throat> Parabells today. If there is a record in heaven of every individual, and there's an indicator of some kind, if man can come up with all these fancy computer programs, think of what the Lord has got. And what does your record look like? Is it big gaps in it? I hope not. I'm talking about myself too now. Because I have a record too. <laughs> Prayer bells of heaven. <clears throat> yes, Lord.
just turned 70. He's some celebrity. Don't even know. I never knew he existed. Anyway, I noticed down there part way they was asking questions and he was answering. How did you get this far? What do you do? Blah, blah, blah. And apparently he's some singer or something because he had a guitar in the picture holding a guitar. And uh, he said, I have dyslexia and I have it really bad. So I have to get, I have to tell people what I want wrote down because I can't write it down myself. And and they were kind of like, you know, marveling that he had made it this far so successful. He said, one thing is, and this is a secular person talking, not a Christian. He said, one thing, most everyone gives up too quick. Right. They don't keep hammering at it. Yeah. Even when it, don't look like it's working. He said, that's what I've done. He said, when I started out, I think he said he started when he was uh, maybe 20 years old or earlier. And let's see, that'd be 50 years. He's been some celebrity. I don't even know who he is. Couldn't call his name now, but it's jumped out at me that he said that. Most people, the reason they don't make it to their goal, they quit. If you're going to make it to heaven, you cannot quit. You've got to keep working on it. Keep whatever it takes, you've got to do it and keep doing it. You've got to keep marching forward. Amen. When you can't march, what do you do? March. When you can't walk, what do you do? Stand. <laughs> you do whatever you have to do. Amen. To keep going. And then stand. Praise the Lord. Just a little bit. Anyone over here? That's your Very rare. And he has to drive all the way from Justin to 
thing of COVID, he's having some heart issues, and so he's going in pretty soon to uh, have him checked out. Remember him in prayer. Remember my wife in prayer too. Savannah, my little Savannah. Yeah, uh, I know. I know some won't think much about it, but uh, a dog that was older than her uh, looks like it's come down with uh, cancer. cancer, and so it's it's been really rough. We have revivals coming, Brother T. Yes, uh, Mark, starting March 6th. That would be, it's coming Monday, one week from there. It's on Sunday. Oh, it's on Sunday? Sunday, yeah. I believe it's Sunday. Don't forget why you clean. Yes. Yes. Christians. Remember the believers in Ukraine, the churches, and the officials. We're so blessed. We're so blessed. I know we have problems. We have humanity. We have people. And we're in this world, but we are so blessed in our lives as far as uh, when you look at other nations like that, countries. Do remember that. All right. <clears throat> it's prayer time. So let's pray and ask the Lord to help us in these needs. Remember our service. Don't forget to pray for our revival services.
appreciate everyone here this evening and looking forward to seeing what the Lord has for us tonight. Uh, but, you know, this, uh, this Christian way is not a way of observation. Right. It is in a way of experimentation. Not, not that you say, well, this works, this works, this... Uh-uh. It means to have an experience in it. And so, uh, the more we put in, you'll find the more the Lord returns. And so I appreciate Him, and I appreciate the Lord for His great mercies unto us. Uh, we're going to come to you tonight for the uh, Wednesday night uh, offering. And so good having y'all. I know I've said that already. Uh, please pray for our the, the group that we always, you know, been here. And I, I know they're rowdy. I know they're noisy. I know at times that they're... Uh, but I'll be honest with you, most of, the, most of them have, don't know what it means to be in church. Right. Some of this has been the very first time not in the last month, but before they started coming, of being in church. And so uh, please remember them in prayer. Uh, Satan is not only after their souls, he's after your soul. Yes, and so uh, we do need to remember that. So, uh, Brother Ricky, if you would come and receive our, our uh, Wednesday night offering. All right, Teresa. You would have this song. So, have y'all been trying to make a change in y'all's circle of society? Tried to be more Christian-like? Trying, trying to be more loving one toward another? I hope you have. Things are not going to change for us in America until the Christians step up and become Christians. Amen. There's some out there. Some out there. So, uh, let's do more than just talk about it. I remember Brother Robert, Sister Sheila, and myself... Uh, when our church first got started, there was just a very few of us. And we would sit and we would talk for hours. Why don't we try this? And why don't we try that? And why don't we try this to try to get people... And we would try those things. But finally, we got to the place where we said, let's just do it. Too many times we're thinking about how to do it when we just need to do it. All right. Someone want to testify here tonight? I do. I want to testify. I want to thank the Lord for being so good to me. We were singing uh, earlier the hymnal uh, about an old account being settled a long, long ago. Well, mine wasn't settled too long ago. But I mean, I'm still thankful that God, even when I wasn't. And when I wasn't here, that he still had a plan for me. That's right. my life when I left, and he was still merciful to me. Yes. And I, I should be married. I should be. I should have kids. Like I should be all kinds of places, and I shouldn't be here right now. But 
Yes, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Everybody's prayers, you think it's never going to change. You're never going to see something happen. Why am I a witness that your prayers work? Yes, they do. Yes, so thank you, Father. Thank you for the service tonight. Yes. I'm trying to get blessed. All right. Thank the Lord. Amen. All right. Bless. Come on, guitar teacher.
pay attention to what's going on. Okay? Folks, are you ready for the Lord? Not only if we go to war, or if there's a terrorist, or forgive me for unpolitely saying some crazy just comes along with a gun or, or a car, you know, are you ready? It's going to make a difference. And you can be like the thief on the cross, okay? But a lot of times when people are in the place of the thief on the cross, they're not thinking about eternity. They're generally thinking about how can I get down from this cross? How can I get out of this burning uh, car? How can I get away from this gunman? You know? And so we need to be thinking about that. Because eternity is forever. Okay? And I don't know about you, but I want to be forever in the arms of Jesus Christ. Amen. So appreciate Brother Todd and all the ministry that he and his wife does. Uh, he is, uh, the Lord's greatly saved him. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate the fact that he decided to get going for the Lord. Yeah. You know, there's some people that get saved and the, all they desire is just to have an easy little life yeah. floating merrily down the stream. Huh? Yeah. He decided to get out there on the front lines. Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate him. So Brother Todd, if you would come and uh, bring us the word tonight. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Jamie, you got you got you got that song? You got it? Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I got one. Praise God. Hey, I got this sermon I want to preach. And I kind of want to keep it pretty simple. I believe the Lord gave it to me. But I know, just for a fact, I know that Satan does not want me to preach this. And I can feel it. Right? Don't be oppressed by Satan here. Don't let him steal your joy and your, and your, your happiness. Don't let him steal your praise and your worship. Right? It's for Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yes, sir. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to try it out. Okay. Hey, one second. I'm gonna preach in a minute, and it's, after they after they once they start singing, you know what I'm gonna preach about. But there's a lot of people who don't know, and that's kind of what I want to preach about. And after they sing, I want I want you to listen to what they're saying, and I want to try to make it easier to know what they're talking about. You'll get it.
a lot better than that. Hey, God. All right. Praise the Lord. Um, Acts chapter 19. Praise God. Acts 19, if you would please stand for the reading of the Word of God. Everybody ready? Say Amen. Amen. Praise God. Alright. Acts 19. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying, unto the people, that they should believe on Him which should come after Him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about twelve. Yes. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we love you, God, and we thank you, Lord, for all you've done for us. We love your grace, your mercy, Lord. We thank you for your spirit, God. We thank you for the, the Holy Ghost, Lord Jesus. We thank you, God, for that great sacrifice that you made for us, for the blood you shed, Jesus. We thank you, God, that you had to go away from us, Lord, but you prayed to the Father, God. We thank you, Lord, for that. God, we ask you to help us here to feel your presence, to feel your spirit. God, help us be anointed in our minds, our hearts, our ears. God, help us, Jesus, to come to you, Lord. We love you, Jesus, and we pray in your righteous and holy name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, I know that I, I look I look up some, uh, I don't know, I know we all don't read the same Bible. I know everybody in here hasn't come from the same type of church. Maybe everybody in here um, hasn't come from the same uh, denomination of church. I know everybody can be a little different. And when you go to some churches, like when we go to um, New Beginnings, it's, oh, it's, church, it's five, six, seven, eight different churches just pile in there. They don't, sometimes they don't all read King James Version. And a lot of those versions I found, I've looked up, they don't use the terms, they don't use the word Holy Ghost at all. They don't use it. So who is this Holy Ghost? When Paul came to them and he said, um, have you received the, the Holy Ghost since you believed? And I feel like between that verse and the next verse, like if it was me, if he was asking me, I would have been asking questions like, who is this Holy Ghost? I've never, I've never heard of such before and I don't know what baptism you speak of. Like I would want answers for that. I would want somebody to tell me what was going on. And then, you know, I, I was thinking that, okay, they, when they were in the upper room the first time, they knew what was going on. They knew there was a promise, but they did not know what was 
going to happen. They went up there, they tarried, they waited, they were in one accord, they prayed together, and something great happened. Um, but just like these guys, they didn't know of any Holy Ghost. And I remember growing up as a kid, you know, I would come in here and I would hear it, but I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know who, who he was, I didn't know anything about it. And then when I got saved and came back, I had forgotten all of that. And I remember uh, Brother Jeff and Sister Teresa was explaining to me who he is and who he was and what he's for and all this. And I'm thinking, wow, that just sounds really great. And I got super hungry. Like, I wanted what they were talking about. I wanted what they were telling me. And that's kind of what I want to get into. But I, want, I, I, I try to make it uh, really, really simple, as simple as I could possibly get it. Uh, I know that uh, the Holy Ghost, and the Muslims, you know the Muslims believe in the Holy Ghost as well? They believe the Holy Ghost is one of many angels, right? They believe that he is actually the greatest of all angels, right? That, that Allah um, himself created. Uh, the Jehovah Witnesses also believe in the Holy Ghost. And they say that he is an it. He is just God's act of force created by Jehovah God, the, whatever the Father they call him. Um, the Mormons also believe in the Holy Ghost. They believe that the Holy Ghost was also created and he obtained the position of God. That's how, that's how he is God, because he obtained that position. He was a created being. The Hindus also believe in the Holy Ghost. You'd be surprised at what people believe. Um, the Hindus believe in the Holy Ghost, and they believe that the Holy Ghost brings Christianity into Hinduism. So they can follow that as well, because the Holy Ghost has brought it into their religion with thousands and thousands upon other, other gods. But who is the Holy Ghost. Who is this person that we speak of? I'm sure, you know, not everybody in here when somebody's mentioning him or preaching about him, you don't have the same Bible and it's not saying Holy Ghost at all. Um, so who is he? Um, and, uh, and that's what I want to get into. That's what I, I wanted to try my best to make it real simple. And I know uh, Satan, he did not, he didn't want me to get into this. He didn't want me to preach it. Uh, last night was kind of uh, hectic a little bit. You know, I felt the spirit of fear and it was just, it was just, you know, it was just, it was something else. But, um, but we can start in the beginning. In the very beginning of the Bible, uh, in John, and John, in uh, Genesis chapter 1, it says this, chapter 1, verse 2, it says, And the earth was, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God, okay, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So there he is, right there in the very beginning. He's there in the beginning of all of it. Uh, I know that when I picture it in my mind, what I picture in my mind is just a big ball, and it's just uh, the globe, and it's just, just powerful almighty spirit just hovering over it and just circling this globe. That's what I picture in my mind. It might not be like that at all. But in Hebrews 9 and 14, um, it calls him, it calls the Holy Ghost, it calls him eternal. Okay, so whenever you look that word up eternal, it means without beginning and without end. That's the Holy Ghost, right? He was there in the beginning and he was before the beginning of all of this. He's always existed. He's always been there. The Holy Ghost always existed. Um, the Holy Ghost is, is very much um, active in the, in the Old Testimony. There's a lot of people and it doesn't. It, those people must have never read the Bible, because once you start reading it, you see how just how active the Holy Ghost is in the Old Testament. I've heard it before, right? Holy Ghost ain't in the Old Testament. Holy Ghost didn't come until Jesus died and ascended into heaven, and then He left the Holy Ghost. But that's just not so. And there's Scripture after Scripture after Scripture explaining exactly right how He's in the Old Testament. In, in Exodus 31 and 3, he, the, God, the Lord says this. He says, "I have filled him with the Spirit of God." Right? I have filled him with the Spirit. Of God, um, it's talking about uh, Bezalel, the craftsman, right? It filled him with the spirit of God and wisdom and knowledge on how to do certain things. In Numbers 24, the spirit of God came upon Balaam, right? 
In uh, Judges 6, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. Now, when it says came upon, uh, you look this up, it says it means to be fully closed with and to be completely wrapped up in. That's what to came upon means, right? The Holy, the Holy, the, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson many times and empowered him to do many great things. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Saul and he prophesied, right? Saul got a new heart. Saul was changed. Saul was a different person. Saul was chosen by the Lord and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and he prophesied. This was Saul, King Saul in the Bible. Uh, the Spirit, uh, the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord entered into Ezekiel, right? Ezekiel, we're talking about Ezekiel. And over and over again, we have different ways that the Spirit of the Lord entered into or surrounded or came upon or filled, right? All through the Old Testament. All through the Old Testament. Read it. There's, there's, hardly, there's hardly a couple pages that go by where we're not hearing about the Spirit of God. Um, David prayed after he sinned terribly with Bathsheba. Um, for those of you who don't know, David was a king and uh, he, he looked upon this woman and lusted after her and desired after her and it caused him to commit adultery and murder and all this different type of stuff happened to, happened to the kingdom because of him. And when he found out, he prayed, he said, do not take the Holy Spirit from me. Right? So he must have had it inside of him. He must have had it in order for it to be have, have been taken. So he prayed that to God in, in Psalms 51 there. He said, don't take it from me. Don't take your spirit from me. So who is he? Right? Who is he? We have not heard whether there be any such Holy Ghost. We have not heard. Romans 8 and 2 says, the, says, that, uh, says he is the spirit of life. Um, John 16 and 13 says that he is the spirit of truth. He is the spirit of knowledge. He is the spirit of glory. He is the spirit of grace, right? It gets deeper. And de I'm trying to keep it simple. We can talk about this for days, right? And it just keeps going. He is. He is. He is the spirit of. 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 And 2 Corinthians um, 3 and 3 says that he is the spirit of the living God, right? The spirit of the Lord. And actually one of these, it even says that he is the spirit of Jehovah, right? Right? Over and over. Romans 8 and 9 says that he is the spirit of Christ. Um, Matthew 10 and 20 says that he is the spirit of the Father. He is the Spirit of the Father. He is the Spirit of God. He is the Spirit of Jesus. He is the Spirit of the Father. He is God the Spirit. Okay? This is who He is. When we speak of the Holy Ghost, right? This is who He is. He's, uh, he's the mover. He's the shaker. He's the muscle. He's the teacher. He's the counselor. He's so much more. He's the comforter. He's the one who gives strength. He's the one who gives inspiration. He's the one who reveals. He is the one who gives the convictions. He is the caller. He is the intercessor. Praise God. He's all these things. There's so much more and more, right? He is. He is. And he's always, this is, this is one of the big things, he's always, always pointing us to Jesus, right? He never points to himself, right? He never points to himself. In fact, Jesus even says, the Holy Ghost shall glorify me. That's what, that's what Jesus, not me, but him, as in Jesus, right? He always is pointing us to Jesus. He's always pointing us to him, right? Never to himself. He is the third person of the Trinity. We can talk about that forever. We're not going to. He's God just as the Father and just as Jesus. They are together as one, right? This is the Holy Ghost. So most people's Bible process Holy Spirit, right? Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. Do your math. Look it up, right? It's the same. Just, all, just uh, not all versions use that. And that's kind of what I, that's what I wanted to, to let y'all know. Who's not familiar with those uh, with those words, right? Holy Ghost. This is who He is, right? He has a mind. Did you know that the Holy Ghost has a mind? He thinks. He searches. He teaches. Um, he teaches us all things. He brings things back to our remembrance. Uh, he searches our hearts, right? Deep in our hearts, He searches. He has a mind to do that. He has emotions and can be grieved, okay? He 
can be made sad, right? So he does have emotions. And we know that, um, that he also has a will. We see that uh, one time Paul wanted to go somewhere, but it wasn't in his will for him to go. His will also aligns with the Father and Jesus, right? They're always together. They're always uh, in sync. They're, they're inseparable, right? They are one of the same. Um, we know that he is very, very important to us, right? He is. The Holy Ghost is very important to us, right? He was there in the beginning of creation. He was there when we were created, when, when God said, let us make man an hour image, right? He was there then. He's always been there. He's with us now. How about that? He was there uh, searching over the, the, the water and deep, the globe. He was there then, and he's there with us now. He's here with us. Now, God walked this world as a man, and that man's name was Jesus, right? We're familiar with Jesus. Praise God. Right? He lived here for 33 years. He was born to a, a virgin conceived by the Holy Ghost, right? That is, that is how he got here. That is one of, that is one of the ways how he got here. Right? We know that Jesus healed the sick. He healed the deaf, the dumb, the blind, the crippled. He raised people from the dead. We're talking about Jesus now. Right? He did many miracles, and he took our sins to the cross, right? Died, uh, died in our place where we should have been. They put him in a tomb three days later. We know that he rose from the dead, defeating sin, death, and hell. We don't even have to do that anymore. But before he ascended into heaven, right, to sit at the right hand of the Father, he told his friends this in John uh, 16 and 7. He says, It's expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter, the Holy Ghost, will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Jesus said that I'm going to go away, but I'm going to pray to the Father and He, right, Himself is going to send the Holy Ghost unto us. He's going to send another comforter unto us and He will abide with us forever. Right? He will abide with us forever. That seal, right, that seals us into the day of redemption. Um, he says, I'm going to adopt you. I'm going to make you my son. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. I will not leave you fatherless. When He says, I will not leave you comfortless, I will not leave you without a father. I will not leave you without parents, even somewhere I and there says, I'm going to make you mine. You're going to be my children, right? And this is, this is coming of, of the work of the Holy Ghost. Now, in the Old Testament, we know that Jesus sent the Holy Ghost to this person, to that person, to do this, to do that, to empower them to do this, to empower them to do that, to, to fill them with knowledge. But in the New Testament, after Jesus, right, we all have the very same chance. We all have the very same opportunity to be filled with the Holy Ghost, right? Now, for whosoever will, for whosoever shall be called, can be filled with the Holy Ghost. It's not just Samson and Saul and Moses and none of the great, all the greats that used to be, but now it's us, right? Even, uh, even the children in the church have that chance and that opportunity. Uh, we want to get, uh, we want to, get uh, to Jesus. Uh, first, the Father must draw you, right? Everybody, you can't get saved without the first the drawing of the Father. But it's the Holy Ghost who does the drawing, right? The Father says do it, the Holy Ghost does it. That's, that, that's when we feel that inside of us. When we feel that drawing, when I sat right back there and I felt the Lord telling me to come up here and pray, I felt the Lord telling me I can help you. You don't have to go through what you're about to go through. Come up here and pray. That was the Holy Ghost, right? Drawing me because the Father said so. When you're feeling the presence of the Lord walking around in this church, when you're feeling uh, the presence of God dealing with you to do something, when you're feeling the presence of God telling you to read or to pray or to get to church, when you're feeling all that, when you're feeling conviction of sins, that is the Holy Ghost. That is Him. That is Him, right? And sinners feel the Holy Ghost, right? It's not just saved people. Sinners feel the Holy Ghost as well, especially with that conviction of sin and the drawing. Because you can't get saved without that drawing. And you got to have the Holy Ghost to do it. So sinners feel the Holy Ghost as well. When God is guiding you to 
go here, to go there. When God is asking you to do something, that's the Holy Ghost you're feeling doing that. When He's speaking to us, whether inaudibly or in our hearts and our minds, that is the Holy Ghost doing that. Okay? The Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God. Um, when He's bringing things into your remembrance, that is the Holy Ghost. I was building one day, and I had a number in my mind of a measurement, and I went to, I went to, I went to do it wrong. I was hammering a board, and the Lord spoke to me, right? I said, the Lord spoke to me, but it was the Holy Ghost telling me that the number is five and three quarters, right? So I take it, and guess what? It was five and three quarters, okay? That's the Holy Ghost giving us remembrance. That's Him teaching us. That's Him helping us. That's Him guiding us. It's the Holy Ghost. We need Him in our lives. We don't just need Him constantly drawing us to get saved and pulling in our hearts and sending conviction, but we need Him in our lives. We need Him in us. Right? He is the source of God's power within our lives, the source of wisdom. Right? He's a gift giver. He's all these things and so very much more. When you pray to get saved, I'm telling you something very Amazing happens, right? A lot of people, uh, a lot of people pray. Well, I got, I prayed when I was eight years old, and I got saved, and now I'm just living any old type of way I want to, right? But when you pray to get saved, when you say, you know what? I believe that Jesus did this for me. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for me. I believe that He washed my sins away. When you believe, when you repent, when you have a heart of repentance, and you actually believe, something very amazing happens. That very same Holy Ghost, that very same Spirit of God, the very same that was swore, uh, uh, flying around the globe, the very same that's been from the beginning, the very same that filled Saul, the very same that filled Moses, the very same that's been all through the Bible, now comes inside of you and lives. How about that? How about that? That's what God does. That's what He does, right? Um, when we pray, something very amazing happens. And I, I think that that's one of the, when I sit down and think about it, I think, okay, Jesus died on the cross, and Jesus had a spirit, and that spirit is the Holy Ghost, and whenever I accepted that sacrifice, He put that spirit inside of me. How about that? I, it's amazing how that works. It, it's so amazing to me that He's done that, that He's done that not just for me, and I was a terrible person, but He's done it for all of us, and some of us were terrible people too, and He did it. Praise God, right? He's the Holy Ghost. He lives inside of you, and He begins to change you. He begins to make you new, right? When you accept that. When you say, I, I am a believer in Christ, I'm going to follow Him, I repent, I don't want to do those sins anymore, help me to turn from it, to never do it again. Now He's going to live inside of you, and He's going to start making changes inside of you, right? By dealing with you, by speaking with you. Don't do this, don't do that, do that, do this. Go here, go there, do that, right? That's the Holy Ghost speaking inside of you. I remember one time I was riding down the road, and there was a lady who sold peaches on the side of the road. She didn't wear no clothes. And I was going up that way. I was about a mile before I got to her. And the Lord spoke to me, the Holy Ghost, right? And said, don't look that way. Don't look up on the right. So, obviously, I'm a mile away. I, I kind of wanted to see what he was talking about. But, but way before I could even see anything, right, I realized what it was. And I just kept right on driving. Right? He was protecting me, right? The Holy Ghost would protect us as well. He's amazing. He's wonderful, right? It's supernatural. Uh, we want to know uh, We want to know how all things become new and all the old things pass away. We do know by, it is by the blood of Jesus Christ. But the Holy Ghost that lives inside of us because of the blood of Jesus Christ, all those changes that were made, it's the Holy Ghost making those changes because He lives in there. It's the most amazing thing in the world once you realize I'm saved. And not only I, I know I'm saved because uh, I now feel the Spirit of God. When I got saved, I knew I had something inside of me. When I got saved, I knew there was something different. I felt Him. It, it was like He was with me. And it was, right? But He was inside of me. He lived there. And I knew it immediately. It's an amazing thing. You know immediately 
when you get saved, you will know it immediately. You're different. You don't think the same. You don't act the same. You don't walk the same. You don't talk the same. You have new thoughts. You have new emotions. You have a new outlook. And it's because the Holy Ghost is doing that for you. He's working inside of you. And He produces fruit. And that is the fruit of the Spirit. He makes new. He makes all things new. Say so He brings back. Right? The whole time when you're out gone, right, He's bringing you back. He's constantly pulling. Do this, do that. That's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the reason why, Brother Robert, that you can be new. You can be a new person. You don't have to be a gloomy guy. You can be a brand new guy. You can come in here and say, you know what? I feel like I'm ready to go to heaven. I feel like if I was about to die, I'm going to make it. That's pretty amazing, right? To go from one to the next because of the Holy Ghost. And it's because of the blood of Jesus. He regenerates. He does all these great things for us. Romans 8 9 says, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So if you don't have the Spirit of Christ, which is the Holy Ghost, you are none of his. You're not his. You're not going to make it. Do you have the Spirit of Christ? Do you have his character? Right? Whenever I first thought of that, okay, I know we've got to have the Holy Ghost, and that is his Spirit, right? But do you have the Spirit of Christ? And I began to think about that, and I think the Lord started talking to me. Do you have his character? Do you have his qualities, his attributes? You have his tributes, right? The things that go along with him, with his spirit, right? Sometimes we think, man, I feel a bad spirit around here. Or I feel a bad spirit. Or, hmm, that guy has a bad spirit, right? But Jesus Christ's spirit is the Holy Ghost, and he has character. He has attributes, right? He has things that go along with that that accompanies him when he comes inside of us. It's how we live like Christ. It's how we follow him. The Bible says that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost, right? We are the dwelling place of God, uh, the temple. That's where he lives, uh, who is the Holy Ghost? He's a part of God that lives inside of you. And, and when you get saved, the temple is a place that's dedicated to God. The temple is a place that's sanctified to God, set apart for God, so He can live inside of us. Right? This right here is the temple of God. Uh, that is that is uh, that is your body. So, the question is, is 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 that your body? Is your body the temple of God? Is that your life? And is, is that who you are, right? If you've been saved, if you've been saved, if that's who you are, if that's who uh, you've become because of the Holy Ghost, then there's a promise. If you've been saved, if you've been changed, if you've been made different, right? If the Holy Ghost now lives inside of you, there's a promise. There is a promise, and it's a great promise. Joel first speaks of it in the Old Testament. Um, Acts chapter 2, if anybody wants to follow along. Actually, Acts chapter 1. Jesus says, the Lord says in here, Acts chapter 1, um, starting in verse 1, or Acts chapter 1, starting in verse 4. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, saith he, you have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water. There's a water baptism. But he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. So we do know there's a, a water baptism here. And now there's a baptism of the Holy Ghost, right? There's two. There's two. Verse 8 says, But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be a witness. The power to be a witness, right, is why we receive the Holy Ghost, right? So we can go out and be this witness unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the world. Acts 2. 
And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a mighty, as a rushing mighty wind, and tongues like as a fire sat upon each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. As the Spirit gave utterance. Verse 39. Verse 39 says, For the promise is unto you, it's unto your children, and it's unto all that are far off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That is the promise. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is a promise unto us, to our children, and to all that are far off for as many as the Lord has called. It says, cloven tongues of fire. Um, cloven tongues of fire and utterance. Cloven tongues of fire divided uh, a distinct language like as a fire. Fiery, lightning, electricity, right? Uh, utterance, uh, the word, when he gives the word, when he gives to say so, he gives the utterance, he gives to speak, he gives it, he does. Um, uh, every one of us in here have been called. Every one of us needs this. Every one of us needs it. And, and I'm trying to be very simple. I'm not trying to get deep into what is going on and what's happening, right? Because they didn't know exactly what was going to happen, exactly what was going on, right? Uh, the men who Paul was speaking to said, we've never even heard of such, right? So I'm not trying to get deep into that. I'm just telling you, this is a promise unto you because you've been called. You need this. Every one of us has been promised this. If you, have you, we have to receive, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed, right? A lot of people would say, yes, I received it when I got saved, right? He lives inside of me. You would be somewhat correct. What really he is asking is, have you received the baptism, Paul now, have you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in fire since you've believed? Yes. Okay, we know when we get saved, we receive the Holy Ghost, right? That's, that's all that I just said. We know that. But what he's really asking is, have you been completely baptized with the Holy Ghost and with, with fire? The Lord wants to fill and baptize you in His Spirit. Okay? Not only does He want to put a little bit in there, but He wants to fill and baptized with His Spirit. Uh, to be a witness, to receive power, right? It changes you differently than salvation changes you. I can attest to that. It changes you differently for, for far, far, far for the better. I'm trying to keep it easy and not, and not make anything difficult. So I'm trying to, I'm getting bogged down a little bit. Okay? It changes you differently than salvation. Does salvation change you completely? Yes. But it changes you differently. Not that it's better, if you will, but it's different, okay? It changes you differently. We look at the lives of the apostles before and after the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Read the Bible. Look at the lives before and after the baptism of the Holy Ghost. See how they were changed. See the men that they were and the men that they were after the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's complete. It's complete. It's a complete transformation, right? I believe that for me, and this could, this could be just me, me speaking, I believe that that is the complete transformation, right? From, from sinner all the way to saved and baptized filled with the Holy Ghost from as far as on earth goes. And it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. I'm not trying to get into that. But the complete transformation is when we're just filled 
right, and baptized in His Spirit. I'm gonna get in. I'm gonna get into that in just a second. But uh, but I, 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 somebody told me I can't remember who it was. But somebody said that this was so wonderful. This was so powerful. This was so incredible, right? That God would die for our sins on the cross. And, and, and go back to heaven and leave His Spirit down here and fill us and baptize us with His Spirit, right? Somebody said it was so powerful that Satan said, uh-oh, we got to do something about this. Something's got to happen. So what does he do? What does he do? Everything that's good, what does he do? He perverts, right? He perverts everything good. And he's perverted this as well, right? By, by coming up with this, this counterfeit spirit, right? I think if you've been around long enough, you've seen it, you've witnessed it, don't judge it, just... Keep going about your merry days is what I find is best. Um, but uh, Satan said, you know, we have to combat this, right? This is too much. This is too powerful, right? We, we, can't, we, can't, we can't go against this. There was a man, uh, actually, and if anybody goes to visit, uh, visit with James, um, it's, it's, a, it's a weird church. I'll say that. I'm going because James is there. He's my friend. I love him. Um, but don't go for the preaching. I'll tell you that. Okay? There was a man there. His name was, everybody called him two-hour Tony because he preached for two hours, if not longer. And we're talking about a counterfeit spirit. Right. As soon as the man walked in, I believe me and Jamie were like, this is going to be something else. You could tell. You could feel it. Yeah. You knew it. Two-hour Tony. So he goes, he says, lots of good stuff, right? But in between all that good stuff was lots of bad things. Lots of things that's just not biblical, right? He's twisting. He's pulling. He's doing this. He's doing that the whole time. And then, uh, and then he gets up afterwards, and he's 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 prophesying over people. And he's uh, does it, has anybody in here had COVID recently? Come on, you're in a room with 80 people. Somebody's had COVID. Has anybody in here lost their taste and smell because of COVID? Right? And everybody pointed to James. James had told these men in there that he did lose his taste and smell, but this was 15 years ago, and it wasn't because of COVID. So the man's like, "Oh yeah, I got him. Stand up. I'm gonna pray for you. And you're gonna be healed." And James was like, yeah, but it happened in 10th grade. And then the man kind of changed up his sayings. Well, it was, COVID, it was in a COVID-like experience. It's like, now I got ran over by a car and I lost my taste and smell. So, you know, everybody, they didn't know that. The people didn't know that. And so he's doing it to different people. Uh, you know, who's had a headache today and stuff like that. I'm going to hear your headache. And it was, it was really um, disturbing. But at the end... He said, the Bible says, uh, forbid not to speak in tongues, right? So immediately I knew something's coming. Here we go. Right, here we go. And so he gets these two men, and he, he tells them about the Holy Ghost and how he wants to fill them, and he said a couple good things there. But then he said, come here, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to lay hands on you and pray for you, just like Paul did, right? And all you got to do is just start babbling. Blah, 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 just start doing that. All right, and it'll come out. God's going to give you this language. I'm going to lay hands on you. And all I want you to do is just start babbling. Just start, just start doing it, right? And God's going to give you this beautiful heavenly language. And you'll be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, right? So he does it. He puts his hands on these two young men who are very sincere, who want what he's talking about. And they start doing it. And guess what the man says? Now you got it. Now you got it, right? And send them on their merry way. And afterwards... After everything was said and done, I don't know, about an hour later, because he was still rambling on, he prayed for like 45 minutes afterwards, and uh, after everything was said and done, right, now i got to explain this to my kids, right, i I got I to explain this to James, and as soon as, soon as we were done, Mattis looked at me and said, now you got it, right, he just knew, right, he just knew, Noah looked at me and said, now you got it. Right? He just knew. And Noah and the, and the kids in the back, there was men in the back literally mocking him for what he was doing, right? They knew, right? My five-year-old knew. I have never, 
ever seen Noah mock anybody in here, right, who speaks in this tongue because of the actual real Holy Ghost. I don't, I don't think they would dare do it, right? But this guy, right, this guy, they're literally, now you got it. So for like a week, uh, I had to go around and listen to my kids say, now you got it, now you got it, right? It was, it was, it was, it was kind of crazy. But two-hour Tony, um, it's counterfeit. It's not real. It's fake, right? A five-year-old can spot a fake, but there is a real. There is a real. There is a very, very real. If you, if you have, if you claim to have, I'm trying to tread lightly. I'm trying to explain stuff. So there's things that, that go on that some people, you know, we don't understand. But if you claim to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the real thing, the one that transforms you into a new person, and you're here or you're there, and you're speaking in tongues and shouting, and you go home and just as sinful as you were, you don't have the real thing. It's not real. It's fake. It may look real. It, it, may, it may feel kind of real. It may fool you. But if, look at the fruit. If that person goes home and turns it off like a light switch, it's not real. It's not the real thing. But God has a real thing. And when He fills you with the real thing, you will know it because the Bible says it's like fire. It's like lightning. It's like electricity, right? You will know you have the real thing. So many people are deceived. And, uh, and it's, very, it's very sad because those men really wanted it, right? Seven or eight men came up after his preaching to get saved, right? I believe God could have saved them, right? But despite all that, I believe God could have saved them. But they were, they were very sincere about it, and, there, and there's just such deception. That's why we have to follow this, and we have to always read this and go back to this, right? If somebody's spinning in circles and their eyes are flipping behind their head, probably not the real thing. If it looks demonic, it probably is, right? We have to use judgment. We have to use wisdom. But at the same time, just don't even worry about it. I've had, I've had to do that myself. I'm not going to worry about what they're doing because it's harming me. I'm not getting in now because I'm worried about somebody else. I'm going to close here in just a minute. Uh, Jamie, if you and Rebecca, I want the same song, please. Um, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Uh, I've learned recently that just because you're in a dead church don't mean you can't have liberty. Uh, we, me uh, and my and brother Jamie and my wife went to a church and it was dead quiet. Nobody moving. Nobody doing nothing. No amens. No hallelujahs. No hand raised. No anything. This was a Pentecostal church. No nothing. Right? No liberty. It was just... Right? But me, Jamie, and my wife... I felt we had liberty because it says where the Spirit of the Lord is, right? If He's in here, you have that liberty. You have the liberty. You have the freedom, right, to worship God, right? You can, you can be in a church and those people can have no freedom to worship God. They can be completely bound, right? Because the Spirit of the Lord is here, you can have that freedom, right? You can have that freedom. Um, there, there, um, there is no difference in, in myself, Brother Robert, uh, Brother Jeff, some of the other ones that are filled with the actual... Holy Ghost. There's no difference in me and anybody else, but the Holy Ghost makes the difference. He's the one who makes the difference in us, right? I was a drug addict. That's what I was, right? Others, I was this, I was that, I did this, I did that. I was a drug addict. That's what I was, but the Holy Ghost makes the difference. The Holy Ghost makes the difference. I was saved in January. I was uh, water baptized in February. Filled the Holy Ghost in March, right? Three months after I got saved. Because they started talking to me about it. And I wanted it. 
I wanted it bad. Like I knew I, I wanted it so very bad. I wanted that experience. I love God. I love Jesus. Everything He's done to me. And I wanted more. And if that's more, I wanted it. I wanted to have it. I wanted to have what the Bible had to offer me. I wanted that promise, right? I wanted it. Um, but, but the thing is, I, and this is all to the glory of God, nothing of myself, because I ruined my life. But after I got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, right? I haven't been in and out of church. I haven't backslid any, right? Have I messed up? Sure. But I haven't been in. I haven't been out. I haven't back none of that, right? And it's because I believe, right, because first salvation in Jesus Christ, but the baptism of the Holy Ghost changes you, right? I got baptized early. And you know what? There's been renewings, refreshings, refillings. You know, we've got to have them over and over again. I said, somebody, bro, just sent me this thing, and it said, we're like leaky vessels. It leaks out of us, and we've got to be constantly refilled with the Holy Ghost, right? We've got to be constantly refilled because we're like leaky vessels. The only difference, right, in between, uh, in between the old me and the new me is Jesus, right? And everything he's done for me. If it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for him and the cross, if it wasn't for the Holy Ghost, I would be the drug addict still, right? He is the difference maker. He is the difference maker. The Holy Ghost makes a difference. That's why I haven't gone back to my old self, and it's because of him. Uh, I, I know that, uh, let's stand, let's pray. Let's pray. Lord, I'm not quite done, but I want to pray. Yes, Lord. Lord Jesus, we love you, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. God, we thank you, Lord, for that great sacrifice you made for us. We thank you for sending the Comforter. We thank you for sending the Holy Ghost. God, and we thank you, Lord, for making it so simple that even a drug addict can do, Lord. We thank you, God, for all that you've done. We thank you for your words and your truth in this word, Lord Jesus. But I ask you to help us here today, God, to realize that the promise is for us, God, that we need this. Help us to, to keep that open mind, Lord Jesus, and to be mindful of you. We pray in your righteous and holy name, and, and, and we pray it in your glorious and righteous holy name. If everyone would, please just, uh, just keep your eyes closed, just for a minute. I just want you to listen. The other day, I know uh, I felt the Holy Ghost, right? It's amazing, right? We've had some amazing services. The Holy Ghost himself was in this service. The Holy Ghost himself was in this church. And he was moving upon people, right? And people were doing different things, right? Being empowered by the Holy Ghost. And it was amazing. And it was wonderful. And Sister Bridget Lutz took off around this church. Yeah. Boom, right? And when she stopped over here in this corner, the Holy Ghost was, Bridget, the Holy Ghost was all over you. All over. I saw it all over your face. All over, okay? So, in, in my mind, okay, Sister Bridget Lutz is sitting there. Sister Bridget Lutz is praising God. Sister Bridget Lutz is getting in. The Lord says, run. And Sister Bridget Lutz takes off. Obedience. She gets there and she stops, right? She praises a little bit, but that's it. But the Holy Ghost was all over her. So what do we have to do? We have to continue, right? We have to keep going, right? How do we receive? How do we receive it? Uh, by believing the promise, we receive it by faith. How do we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost? By faith, right? By believing the promise. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what you need to come up here and do or how you need to come up here and do it. It comes through prayer. It comes through worship. It comes through obedience, right? But let me tell you what did not happen in that church when everyone was sitting down, everyone was being quiet, nobody was worshiping, nobody was getting in. Let me tell you what did not happen. The Holy Ghost did not come by. The Holy Ghost did not come by and fill anyone, as a matter of fact. It was all just completely dead, right? That is what... What did not happen. And the question is, is how bad do you want it? Yeah. 
How bad do you want it? When I first heard about it, I wanted it so very bad, I felt like I ought to do anything the Lord asked me to do to get that. I was going to do anything. I remember before I got saved and I was on drugs, I would do anything. Let your imaginations run wild. Anything to get those drugs. Didn't care what it was. I'd sell everything I had. I'd sell the clothes off my back. I'd lie to my family. I'd lie to my children. I'd steal from them. I'm getting it no matter what because I want it. That's how I was, right? And we think, okay, as a saved person, there's some things we want, right? Maybe, maybe I want uh, this uh, new, I'm just going to say a new truck, because who doesn't want a new truck, right? right? I would do anything that I could come up with, anything in my power, I'm getting that truck. If i got to sell all my stuff to come up with a down payment, right, I'm getting it. I'm not stopping at anything, right? Is that how you feel about Jesus? Do you want so much more of Him? You will do absolutely anything in your power to get more of Him, right? To get filled by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It is essential to us. Children, I've been in this church for six years. I have none of our children, not one, has been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They're old enough. It's for our children. None of them have been, right? I'm disappointed in myself because I'm the father of five of them. None of them, I right, have received it. It's for them. It's for the children. And I believe they're going to need it to make it through high school because high school is wicked. High school is terrible, right? It's, it's not only, it's not about coming up here and, and speaking in tongues and running around and spinning in circles, right? That is just not what it's about. Is that the evidence? Yes, tongue is the evidence of, of, of receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but we don't even really need to worry about that. I, I've, I've come to the conclusion of, right, we just need to come. We just need to worship. We just need to praise. We just need to give thanks. We just need to yield. We just need to be obedient and get lost in Jesus. Right. Just worship Him until it's just you and it's just Him. Remember the promise Remember the promise that he said, I'll fill you with that. Remember that and receive it in faith. But don't worry about what you're doing. Don't worry about what your neighbor's doing. Don't worry about what your neighbor's going to think about you. Don't worry about any of it. Just get lost completely in Jesus. At the feet of Jesus, worship him. Give thanks unto him. When my wife received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, right here to my left, she worshiped, she prayed, she gave thanks for several hours she did. And, and, I, and I, right as she was coming to this conclusion, she's either going to get it or she's just going to stop because she's so tired. She looked at him, Jesus, I, I watched her. She looked at him, she pointed at him, and she said, you promised me. She said, and she said, she said, she said it. She said, you promised me, right? She said, you promised me. And she began thanking him for just a couple more moments. And she began to speak in that heavenly language and was filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And guess what? She was changed even further. She was made even, even more different right, than, than she was before. So as, as Jamie sings, as Jamie and Rebecca sing and play, right? they're going to sing this song. They're going to sing the same song, right? I've got it. I've got it. I've got it, right? We need it. We gotta have it. We gotta have it. We need it. I tried to make it as simple as I possibly could. That's who the Holy Ghost is. He's all that and so much more. But he wants to give you, he wants to fill you. Jesus wants to fill you, each and every one of you, every child in here, every person in here. He wants to fill you with His Spirit, so full and overspills, right? And to be baptized is to be fully wet, right? That's what He wants to do. Imagine drinking a cup of water and having it inside of you, and then imagine jumping in the ocean, right? He wants you to be completely submerged in His Spirit, to be filled in His Spirit. So as they play, as they, as they, uh, as they sing, I want you, I want you to, to, to pray to yourself. You can come up here and pray, right? 
right? And if you don't feel right that you're saved, right, you can come up here and get saved. But I want you to be honest with yourself. Uh, do I really, really, really want the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Is this something that I need in my life? Is this a promise unto me? I want you to come up here and I want you to think about that. You don't got to come up here and surround the altar and start shouting and worshiping God. Just pray first and be obedient unto what the Lord Jesus Christ says to you. I want you to listen to Him. That's the Holy Ghost speaking. Listen to what He's saying. Do what He says. Get lost in worship. Get lost in the Lord. Remember the promise and receive it in faith. Come on, guys. I've got a little boy.